Thanks for hanging out with us on this Galentine's Madonna Tuesday in the Twin Cities. We are delighted to be joined right now by Sarah Tomlinson. Her first debut novel under her own name is The Last Days of the Midnight Ramblers. Welcome to the Lori and Julia Book Club, Sarah. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Today is my pub day. So oh, this is like the big. height of excitement for me. <laughs> this is a big, big day. And when we read, like, um, do you want to read um, Daisy Jones and the Six meets Almost Famous? And we're like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And Amazing. I know. Well, I am glad to be here. Absolutely. Why don't you give everybody the setup for, I'm just going to call it the Midnight Ramblers for short right now. Let's do that. All right. Um, so I'm. I'm a professional ghostwriter and a former music journalist, and so I wrote a character named Mari Hawthorne, and she also was a music journalist turned ghostwriter, and she's trying to get her first bestseller, which when you're a ghostwriter, even if you've done a few books and you're pretty good at your job, you got to get someone to take a chance on you, to hire you for that first book that's going to be a bestseller. So that's where she's at. She ends up getting hired by this mysterious, beautiful woman named Anka, who was the companion of several members of a band called the Midnight Ramblers who are kind of like the Rolling Stones, just like a great big classic rock band. And Anka was married to one of the founding members of the band when he died in a swimming pool um, under suspicious circumstances. And so Mari is very intrigued by Anka. And then as she's working on the book and getting drawn into the world, she's starting to wonder what really happened to Anka's husband. And so she ends up investigating the mystery of his death. It's it's so good. So good. It's so good. (laughs) It's so suspenseful. I, when we were reading the book, I really felt like I visualized Anka, maybe had a little bit of Marianne Faithful and Lauren Hutton kind of mixed together. But I was just like, this book is dreamy. It's everything. Oh, amazing. I love that you got that because it's so true. I've always been a huge fan of Marianne Faithful and then Anita Pallenberg, you know, who was Keith yes. Richards' longtime companion. And there was another sort of lesser known um, girlfriend of Keith in the 70s named Ushi Obermeyer, who's just this fabulous German model who um, came to live in California and become a jewelry designer, as one does, you know, at the end of your amazing, illustrious, jet setting uh, career. And um, I really wanted to spotlight some of these women who I think were so important, not just in supporting the men that they were involved with, but in helping to set the tone of that time, the fashion, um, the attitude. And I feel like there just hadn't been enough attention on them. Uh, Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's just and you can tell, you know, having been a music critic and that you've been a ghostwriter, like that personal experience gives the book that much more sweetness and even mystery on how you're going about uncovering something that happened 50 years ago. I mean, and, oh. oh, sorry, sorry, Sarah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I'm just thinking of the very first scene where Mari's sitting in the polo lounge, um, getting ready to interview um, Anka, rhymes with Bianca, um, about yeah. <laughs> being her ghostwriter. And it reminded me almost of America Ferreira's speech in Barbie. Now, I want to know you, but I can't know you too much. I have to respect you, but you have to respect me. I can't act like I like you too much or know too much about the band or know too much about you because you have to still trust me. I'm going to be your friend, but I can't be too good a friend. I mean, the way that just went, I just felt like I was wrapped inside of that dialogue because it's such a fine line. You must walk as a ghostwriter. I absolutely do. And, um, 
it's interesting because I give a lot of credit to my longtime literary agent and friend, Kirby Kim. He was the person who came up with the idea that I should write a mystery about a ghostwriter. And he has this philosophy about books, which I think is so wise, which is that readers love to learn about a whole new world. And because ghostwriting is something that most people find fascinating but don't know about, I mean, some people don't even know it's a job until they hear of it, right? He was like, just really draw people in. And so that's how we came up with the idea of having Mari be so self-aware. And um, originally the book was titled How to Be a Ghost. And and, and also that was sort of a play on the fact that as a ghostwriter, I've written a number of how-to books with people, you know, that sort of a a way that self-help books are framed sometimes. And so Mari is really thinking about, you know, how do I do this job? How do I do it well? And then the other thing that I was really conscious of, and um, this sort of goes back to what we were just talking about is having spent a lot of time in the music world and around celebrities. I know it's easy to take cheap shots sometimes and say, oh, well, they just live in this bubble or they don't really know what's going on. But that hasn't been my experience with my clients. I've worked with some just incredibly talented, charismatic people. And if I was going to write a whole book where Mari is being brought into this world, I wanted her to learn something from the people. Like I wanted Anka and her uh, boyfriend, Dante, who also is a major character in the book, to, to be the kind of people who had lived remarkable lives and who had something they could teach Mari about, you know, how to be kind of exceptional, even in your own way. Oh, well done. Well done. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Sarah Tomlinson. The book is The Last Days of the Midlight Ramblers. And, you know, you are so right that people want to learn about something new. We've kind of been experiencing this with some of our authors lately. Um, Kristen Hanna, The Woman, it's about the Vietnam War, women in the Vietnam War we knew nothing about. This about ghostwriting. Lori and I have been so, so, so curious about this forever. Haven't we, yeah. Lori? This yeah. is just nuts about it and you know because prince died and he was working with the ghostwriter you know we wondered about britney spears memoir we remember uh, you know this is just something it's just such a perfect book congratulations oh thank you so much that means the world to me and i agree i think there are these um you know pockets of history that haven't been explored and you know often they have to do with women like sometimes women just have not gotten the chance to have their part of history told quite as well as the men have and so i i completely agree with you that it's exciting to have this um start to get spotlighted in a new way in fiction do you can can you tell us who you've ghostwritten books for or is that like that's an nda and you can't disclose in most cases, it is an NDA. I can tell you that I've ghostwritten about 21 books, and five of them have been New York Times bestsellers. And I do have a book that I co-wrote, so that's when I get co-writing credit, which is a little bit different. And it's coming out April 9th, and it's with a wonderful actor named Russ Tamblin. He was Riff yes. in the original West Side Story. We know him, and then yes. he was back, yeah, Of course, you know him. Um, and so he has had just an incredible life. He's 89 now. Um, he's also the father of Amber Tamblin and the um, father-in-law of David Cross, you know, so very, very much an entertainment family. But he dropped out of Hollywood at the height of his career and moved to Topanga Canyon and was best friends with Neil Young and Dean Stockwell. And they were making visual arts and, and these little movies and um you know so much has been written about laurel canyon right. where Joni mitchell lived yeah and i thought that this was another pocket of history that we didn't know so much about so i had so much fun working with russ on that and i'm very excited for him to get his victory lap at 89 and tell his story um when that comes out in april 
That's so would cool. You, would you be able to be on our show for that book? Because Russ probably wouldn't be, but you could be maybe. Oh, I'd love to. And I think Russ will be doing a lot of press. Um, he's just okay. completely spry and he's um, about to start recording his audio book. So um, he's very vibrant and um, he has an incredible memory of Hollywood history that is just remarkable. So um, I will definitely make sure that we get in touch about that. But he would he would be fun. And either way, we'll we'll definitely come on to talk about it. Oh, that'd be fun. I, he has a wolf sanctuary here in Minnesota, by the way. Yeah, didn't he up north with Amber Tamlin? Weren't they involved in some wolf sanctuary? Am I wrong? I could be wrong. I don't know. I could be wrong. Never mind. I think he would have told Sarah. Probably, Sarah. I was just going to say, it is remarkable. You You forgot to ask this question. It's true. I've had this happen. You can write a whole book with someone, and then you'll find out something actually remarkable about them. And you're like, wait, you didn't tell me that. And they're like, oh, I forgot. And you're like, well, you, you did have 50 other amazing things that you remembered to tell me. So right. fair enough. <laughs> Funny. But it, I think his daughter was involved. I just remember it. But Lori has a question for you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I have a question, Sarah. When um, Britney Spears decided to do a book, um, I we remember reading that that was like one of the most coveted ghostwriting People wanted it, and Sam Lansky ended up doing it, and he did Andre Agassi's Open. And Britney's book is amazing because it's her voice solidly, you know, the way this story mm-hmm. is told. But uh, is it a competitive uh, process for, like, the bigger the star, the more, you know, people want to go straight, throw their hat in the ring? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, and the thing that's interesting about some of these high profile memoirs is that they often take a bit of time to come yes. to fruition. I think I'm allowed to say I actually interviewed with Brittany years ago um, when there was a first sort of iteration of that book that was possibly going to happen. And I, I don't believe anything happened at that time. And then um, years later, you know, she ended up putting together a team and publishing at Gallery Books, which is a book uh, publisher that I've done a lot of work with um, over the years who are just incredible. They also published my memoir back in 2015. Um, and, and so it is competitive. And it's, it's fascinating because I just was taken out to dinner by the Hollywood Reporter, and I got to sit down with um, Neil Strauss and Hillary Lifton, oh, who are yeah. some of the like top ghostwriters, and yeah. I had never met them, even oh. though we had we were sort of laughing over dinner off the record about some of the jobs we had been up for together, you know, against each other, and you know we would understand why one person got it over the other. And luckily, there's so much work, and I think we all have a lot of respect for each other and for. Um, just the fact that it's sort of like dating, like the, the, the celebrity who's called the author in the process while the ghostwriter is called the writer, they really have to have just that like once in a lifetime kind of spark with their collaborator. And so, you know, it, it's just one of those things where you, you do throw your hat in the ring, you hope for the best, and um, sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. And you always wish people well. And especially after I've been working um, in ghostwriting for 15 years, I know so many of the editors and agents, and I'm just thrilled when they have a success and I'm just thrilled when people are reading honestly you know if a book like Britney's does well and gets people mm-hmm. to read it or listen to it I just think that's a win for everyone you're delightful Sarah Thomas and now I want to read your memoir um your, your late your first novel on your own is the last days of the midnight rambler just we have a couple minutes left Sarah writing for yourself was it freeing was it kind of how was that experience for you because it, it's you telling your own a made-up story but you know it's you 
Yes, it was incredibly freeing. And I was really lucky. I always, you know, always wanted to be a novelist. And of course, when I was younger, I would have loved to have had it happen sooner, right? When we're in our 20s, we yeah. just think everything should happen for us right away. But what happened to me was because I had all those years as a music journalist writing about other people's music and performance. And then I had all those years as a ghostwriter being of service to people and their stories. It gave me so much discipline. It gave me so much knowledge of um, pacing, stakes, payoff, you know, things that are really important aspects of books. And so when I sat down to write my own, and mind you, I do have three unpublished novels in a drawer too. You know, okay, yes. But when I sat down to write this one, I had all of that experience to right. draw on. And so it went so much more smoothly than it might have. And it allowed me to focus more on the characters. And I think one of you um, commented on like just being in the world and feeling so immersed in it. And I, I was really thinking about that and like my love of musicians, say like Lucinda Williams or Brian Ferry or Lana Del Rey, who like can just bring you into an atmosphere, almost like you're in a movie through their songs. And I really wanted to do that with my writing. And I think because I had a foundation in how books work and how right. storytelling works, it allowed me to focus on the fun stuff, which was the um, the prose and um, and the characters and really trying to put as much energy and love into those as possible. You're lovely. You're just Thank lovely. You. The book is great. Laurie, we have time for one more thing and we got to go. Okay. I have to know if The Last Days of the Midnight Ramblers has been optioned by Reese Witherspoon yet. Yeah. Ha, we hope so. Please. We hope please so. Please call her and tell her. <laughs> I love Reese. I have to say, I also write scripts and I write romantic comedies. And I think Legally Blonde is like the best romantic comedy ever. Um, and, we, you know, we are talking to people about um, hopefully having the book optioned at this point, you know, at this point or at any point that someone would like to do it. Um, so fingers crossed. Okay, Sarah, we're crossed. totally keeping your fantastic. direct number. <laughs> we're keeping your direct oh, good, number. <laughs> we're, we're keeping your direct number, and congratulations and happy book birthday. Um, really quickly, though, before we let you go, what what was the last great book that you've read? I think it would be, um, I have a wonderful writers group in L.A., which helps me so much, not just with my own writing, but also just with my morale. You know, it does yeah. take a long time to write a book. And so one of the um, writers in my group is a wonderful, um, I think she'd be called a horror writer, but it's more like the type of horror, like 